Welcome to Startup Confidential. What food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 33. Why saying no is your most essential skill as a founder. You might think saying no is simply the luxury of an established business who has the privilege to turn down an opportunity or an offer or whatever that isn't just perfect for them. But you'd be wrong. You'd be dead wrong. Saying no is one of the most fundamental business skills. It's certainly essential to strategy. And it's never taught in any school as far as I can tell, let alone in business school. <laughs> It can only really be learned by uncritically accepting opportunities or offers that appear out of the blue in your business life, emotionally caving to them for a variety of reasons, which are mostly understandable, and then suffering the consequences. Now, this may have already happened to you as a listener, and I'm sorry if it has, but don't worry, you're not alone. And you've probably learned something from it. If you haven't, this episode will ensure that you do. So for CPG startups, the art of saying no is immediately necessary once you advertise even your most basic existence publicly. Why? Because as you have found out, you will become immediately swamped with offers and pitches and yada yada. There's literally an army of small businesses that, that make all their money among the constant churn of sub 500,000 a year startups and CPG and, and a lot of you listening are in that death funnel. You know, that's where 80% of the CPG brands are in any given time and they keep launching. So that bubble there, that huge churn is always there and it always attracts folks trying to sell you something. It's essential to deploy no in the early years when small CPG businesses like yours often get approached and now even more often because of digital avenues of communication by all manner of predators in sheep's clothing, shall we say. Am I being a bit dramatic? I wish I were. Let me describe these predators, large and small. Digital marketing agencies, usually the loners. Accountants, individual brokers, uh, angel investors with no track record in CPG, short-term high-interest loan outfits, Amazon agencies, mostly solo shops, sales consultants, PR agents, PR platforms, pay-to-play events with supposed exposure for your brand, trade shows looking to sell you booths before you're ready, even creepy PR agents claiming to work for Martha Stewart. Seriously, seriously, I did not make that up. I couldn't, even I could not make that up for a laugh. This seriously happened to one of my clients two months ago. Who the hell are these people? <clears throat> Chances are your LinkedIn message box has already been the recipient of many such unsolicited pitches from all manner of folks offering things you didn't even realize were things, and let alone things you needed to pay for. I can tell you that I continue to get unsolicited pitches to connect with me so that they can access you through me for things I didn't even realize were things that you needed to pay for. I've talked elsewhere about you know, in public about walking away from a bad retail negotiation as a major form of saying no. Well, you know, that's the advanced sexy stuff, right? And there's a lot at stake there in a bad retail deal with a buyer. So, you know, that's, it, you know, that's why I talked about it early on in my media, whatever it is I'm doing here. <laughs> but, but what I want to do here is talk about what I call the basic training no. And it has to do with all these service providers. And, you know, I'm being a little cheeky. Many of them are well-intentioned trying to earn a living but let's dig into this. 
If you can't learn how to say no politely to service providers, let's assume their intentions are good. If you can't learn how to say no to these folks, you are going to have a lot of problems later on when you have to make a big, big, big high stakes no happen. And when I say how to say no politely, I'm focused on the politely part. You never know which one of these folks who's approaching you while you're tiny is actually a rising star that you may want to hire in the future. They just haven't made it yet. So all I can say is it doesn't really cost you much to smile and say no. Not to mention the fact that if you're scowling and ignoring them, you know, especially in a public place like a trade show booth, you know, other people are going to see that too. And none of this looks good, right? And you need to practice that happy smile of no, right? Because you may need to use it with a buyer after the second meeting when you unfortunately have to walk away from a deal that you really wanted, but you just can't. You can't stomach what they're offering you, usually because you don't have the right leverage to get what you want at a specific point in the life cycle of your company. But you'll be able to come back, but you won't be able to come back if you don't handle the no right. right? So saying no to the onslaught of pseudo-predatorial service providers of all kinds, and often you know these services are ones you're going to use eventually, maybe just not now. So given that you're, you know, they're coming to you unsolicited, which is annoying and irritating, you want to be happy and happy, happy, bappy with them because you never know which one of them you later, after you've done your research on accountants or Amazon agencies, will suddenly be one that you want to hire. However, when anyone comes to you to sell something that you didn't ask for in your journey as a founder, you need to be concerned about three likely scenarios, especially when you're small. The small, that 80% of companies in the death funnel, they're attracting a specific class of service provider. They're the inexperienced ones who don't have any referrals yet. Now, they're not necessarily lacking in talent, but it's going to be really hard for you to figure that out. B, they're not very good at all, so they can't generate referrals and repeat business. And C, maybe they were good once, but they coasted. Now they're scrambling for referrals. They're a little out of touch. They're crabby. They have gray hair and they're baby boomers. You see how I cut myself out on that one? Um, Those three scenarios cover about 90% of the folks, I would say, crudely, without being able to do a survey on this. But, you know, I meet these people all the time. So, you know, about 90% of the folks fit into one of those three buckets. The other 10% are authentic rising stars. And, and, you know, you are not going to be in a position to figure that out very easily because you're too busy running your company. So you need to be skeptical overall when folks approach you unsolicited as a very small company. It's your smallness that's the primary attractor for them because A, you're not very intimidating. B, you're new, so they're going to have an easier time convincing you that they're decent, whatever they are. And some of them are bad faith actors, I'll be honest with you, and they just prey on that continual churn. And I'm not going to point to this or that class. I think we all know that specific classes are really bad at that. But, you know, the reality is that middlemen, especially if they're any good, they don't come to you. And the best service providers don't come to you. And they certainly don't come to tiny little startups. Because the best service providers charge a fair amount for what they do because they have a decent client roster and they're known for what they do. And they don't waste their time doing business development in an ocean of people who are broke. And who may literally not even appreciate what they're doing. So it's generally the newer, younger folks in the respective service provider vertical. So you gotta you gotta ask that question, why is this person approaching me? And you gotta ask it. I would offer you know a different question. It's a cold shower question, and you really need to get used to these as founders, you know, because you have to maintain some disciplined skepticism 
as opportunities are being presented to you, and especially when you go and chase them, and it all seems too good to be true, right? You got to be really skeptical there. But like a cold shower, I would be asking yourself when providers and these people approach you is, why wouldn't a really experienced, talented, successful consultant or agency bother approaching me? I made like $85,000 a year. Gross sales. 225,000 trailing annual sales. Why the hell would they come to me? I mean, I'm tiny. So the answer is, you're right to ask that question. (laughs) They shouldn't be coming to you because you are probably broke. You don't have a lot of money to spend. And honestly, if you really think about it, you're very likely to go out of business to an experienced service provider's mentality. So why would they want to spend time with you, even for cash, grocery money, If you're going to go out of business, no matter what they tell you or do for you, especially if they're really specialized, like an accountant or something, they're not going to get any success story referral from you if if you went back to law school. So all I can say is it's easy to be flattered sometimes also when when these folks approach when you're vulnerable and you're going to be vulnerable in those early years. And some of these folks are good at stroking ego to get your attention as opposed to, you know, the more innocent connection requests on LinkedIn that people do. So don't fall victim to your own need for an ego stroke deep in your unconscious when these people approach you, and there's a lot of that. Above all else, you have to say no to the urge to seek your external validation from having a relationship with any of these service providers and from anything else but market data. Service providers should not be giving you validation. That's not their role. They're offering a service. You either need it, you don't, and you can afford what their fee is. You can't. And that fee is going to be based on their value in the marketplace. And even if you agree on the value, it may not be the right time and the fee may be ridiculous right now. These are all fine. You see all the reasons that pile up to say no? So you'll notice with very few exceptions that you won't find retailers, buyers especially, coming to you at all. Unless you literally put yourself in a trade booth cage. In which case, the, you know, that whole event is designed for them to go stalk you. Very conveniently for them, though, because you're all lined up in rows. But otherwise, they're never going to come to you. Uh, and I would be very concerned if a merchandiser reaches out to you from any kind of store. That would be, to me, like a red flag. <laughs> like, why? Why? There is no merchandiser who's successful in the country who needs to go find suppliers. <laughs> so they don't, they don't come to you looking for shit. Okay, they're avalanched under emails from people like yourself. So if they're coming to you, that's like, send me an email because that's like a rare sighting. That's like a puma. <laughs> so you know, that just doesn't happen. But there is this all avalanche of other folks, right, that I alluded to. Now, the reason the, the buyers won't come to you, right, unsolicited is that they're the keys to the CPG revenue kingdom for most of you, right? So, you know, they don't need to find people to fill their shelves. Really, they don't. And if they do, there's something wrong with that retailer. (laughs) Um, You know, but not now, not the right time, not ready quite yet, really interested down the line, or, you know, if they're pushy assholes, just no. All of those phrases accomplish the same outcome. They shoo away predators or, or people who just are offering something in a misguided attempt to earn money from a very poorly chosen audience, right? And from vultures who just rely on a constant influx of startups to make their money because they've never been able to figure out how to work with anyone else. So those phrases that I just gave you, not now, not at the right time, but maybe later, not ready, but a little later down the line, you know, making that gesture to the future, not being a complete jerk, 
or just plain no if they are a jerk. Um, <laughs> all of those phrases keep you focused on the plan that you have made. You know, if you're in that death funnel, making it up to a million, at least in trailing, and not succumbing to the whims of, of other folks who have a desire to make money off merely your existence, right? Because they just see you as an interchangeable entity. So that's all I want to talk about this week when it comes to saying no. That's all, folks. Remember, as always, be safe out there. Dr. Richardson's new book, Ramping Your Brand, is available now on Amazon. Please check it out and spread the word. And don't forget also to take his Founders Quiz to see if your team is ready to ride the ramp of exponential growth. You can download the quiz at rampingyourbrand.com anytime. And feel free to share your scores with Dr. Richardson anytime at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com.